Thank you. Uh, hello to everybody on BBS. Is Terry here? Negative. Look at. Um, yes, he is on VOIP. I think so. Terry, can you say hello? I just did a test with her just before we came on, and she we had a, a phone test, and her phone was working well. Um, we're going to be having a live channeling in just a moment, okay? So um, we're just getting all our P's and Q's. If you're on BBS, um, please stand by. Hang on. Now, yes, if you're listening in online to BBS, welcome to the Wednesday questions and answers with the Elohim conference call. I'm with this BBS radio show. If you have questions, we have answers. And if you are familiar with our work, you have listened in a few times, you do have the option to ask a question. When receive those questions per email, and the email address is questions at intelligence-infinity.com. Welcome to the next caller. Thank you for being here. Please say your name and location. Hi, hi, it's Bonnie in California. Welcome, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi. All right. How's my background noise? I don't hear any. How about me? Do you hear background noise? No, you're good. All right. I have my ceiling fan on and the fan on the window like an exhaust fan. Uh-huh. And for those on BBS, after this one-hour show, questions and answers, we on the phone call go over to a different conference call, our daily whole planet healing conference call with the seven days a week at 7 p.m. Pacific, and BBS will broadcast that as well tonight. They do it every Wednesday and every Monday. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Hi, Don in Northern Ohio. Hi, everybody. Hi, Don. Good evening, Don. Welcome. Antonio. Hi, Don. Hi. Is it Bonnie? Yes. Hi, Bonnie. All right, and we wait for more people to join in and for Terry Brown to become live on the call. Welcome to the call. Please say your name and location. Hi, this is Terry in Sedona. Hello, Terry. How are you doing, honey? Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi. Right. 
your voice sounds Welcome. stronger. Thank you. We greatly appreciate your dedication, Terry. Okay. As are you. All right. Welcome to the next caller. Please say name and location. Hi, hi, this is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Hi, Good Jeannie. evening and welcome, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi. Hi, Jeannie, I don't, have you ever asked a question on a Wednesday? Yes. Yes, okay. I have. I can't remember. Bobby? Yep. Is that you calling my name? Yes. What do you? What would you like to say? Oh, I'm just. Let me first welcome the next caller. Please say name and location. Roger in Austin. Happy Wednesday, hi, Roger. Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, 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 hi. Hello. Go ahead, Bonnie. Hello. Are those your birds? When? Those are my birds. I think my birds are talking to your birds. Okay. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the conference call. Please feel free to name a location. Or, of course, we don't do so. We welcome you. All right. 603, happy Wednesday to you all. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the next caller. If you want to, feel free to say name and location. Only if you want to, we welcome you. All right, so I have 606. What clock are you using? I have 603 on my PC. What clock are you using? Right I have clock. 603 on my cell phone. The, the right clock. I'll right. solve it. Six oh three is correct. Six oh three is correct. All right, I'm on my phone. Six oh three and thirty four seconds. All right, I'll accept it. We usually start at five after, and we're kind of warming up the energy as people say hello and check in. Would you like to say Someone your name when you say? Hello, Dominanda. Hi, Dominanda. Hi, Dominanda. Hello, everybody. Hey, Dominanda, how has the pain been in your body? I said, what, what are you talking about? At one point, you were having pain in your legs or somewhere. Yeah, I'm right now, my neck, my shoulders, and my hips. Mm -hmm. did, you, did you hear about the, the heel and tooth? What? Medicine? It's a substitute. It's uh, somebody on the call, I believe, um, from the East Coast. He said somebody he, said he that immediately had, yeah, he had immediate success. Yeah, with all kinds of pain in their bodies. So look it up on the Internet. Heal, dash, and dash, soothe. Okay? Is that an ointment? Uh, it's a pill, I think. Look it up. Right. I'm not an expert. I'm not, I'm not an expert on it. Actually, I got a mail yesterday. Dot com. Uh, well, just look through a search shield dash and dash soothe, and it'll come up. And 
you know. Okay, I I don't usually take pain pills because they they really mess with my body and I, makes me my pain worse after I. Well, when they wear off. It's not pain pills. Something natural. Okay, look natural. it up. All right, living you know, well. I'll tell you, what I always do, my best way of finding things, and I have found some extraordinary things that I couldn't make anything else work for, is to go on Amazon and look it up and read the testimonials. Ken Mississauga. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi. Welcome, Ken. All right, beyond 606. Uh, read the testimonials for what? The testimonials on Amazon for a product. To, for heal, dot, heal and soothe? Heal dash and dash soothe. Okay, I'll look it up and, on Amazon. And, and, you know, look for, you know, sometimes more than one person sells the same product. And okay. one person will have... Look for the one with the most testimonials, you know? Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's for Amazon sells it. Yeah. I don't know if Amazon is the cheapest. You can get it anywhere, but read the testimonials on Amazon. Okay. And, you know, even if you don't have a product, if you look up a problem, like a breathing problem, Breathing, for example, and see what comes up, you know? Yeah. I bet there's a bunch of products that come up under breathing. A bunch of products. Well, I'm saying for anybody looking for anything, headaches. Look up headaches. And if the product mentions headaches, it'll come up. And then look for the, browse through the products and look and read the testimonials. And keep in mind, it is possible that somebody that sells the product fakes their testimonial. And um, there's actually a website, which I can't remember the name of, um, where it, it, it looks at a product in the testimonials, and they have some kind of algorithm that they run the testimonials through. And they give it a rating like looks like looks like legitimate testimonials ten, or looks like legitimate testimonials seven, or looks like legitimate testimonials three, and so you can kind of now I don't know how accurate their algorithm is, but if you do all these things, you find something that works for a hundred percent of people, and there's like a thousand reviews. <laughs> It might yeah. be a really good product to try, you know? That's all. I don't want to talk about it. What's that? You never find one that's always, it's ever 100%. It's always in the 80s or 90s at the most. Yeah. Well, that's okay. At least it gives you some idea, all right? Yeah. All right. And you're not just stabbing blind. <laughs> okay. okay. I think we're ready to start. Muted. It is uh, May 18th. Here we go. The recording okay. has started. This is May 18th, 2022. 
Winfrey and Terry Brown in Sedona, Arizona. And we're going to do a channeling tonight. Terry is an amazing channel. We have been talking to an amazing source through her, two amazing sources that have given us so many um, wise and breakthrough understandings of how the universe works. This is not like a psychic reading. It's beyond psychic. Uh, I, I would call it if somebody asked a question about themselves, it would be more like a soul-level reading. And they don't take away your power in the way a psychic might. Now, I'm not saying there's no value in psychic readings, but they don't tell you what to do. They kind of give you, usually, they give you guidance to um, figure out what to do using your own discernment. And sometimes people ask esoteric questions, and those are kind of amazing. If you're on BBS and you get a question in right now, I'll consider asking it, okay? You send the questions to this email. Questions at intelligent-infinity.com. And uh, I'll make a note that Terry's been a little bit under the weather for the last week. And she seems to be feeling a lot better today. But let me check in on her before we start. Are you there, Terry? Yeah, I'm here. How's your under the weather today? Well, I, I did really good until um, my energy went down, but I've been trying to build it back up and breathe and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll hope she gives the best answers tonight. Because when she's really tired. No, it seems like they're always good, you know. Even yeah, if I'm a little bit off, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, because yeah. it's not me, I mean, they're coming through. I agree. I agree. So, um, yeah. the way this works is we start out with an invocation of protection. When you're on this line, there is an expanded energy that comes in. And some people just notice a a light energy in in their body. Um, Some people go bonkers over it. They just say, oh my God, I felt all this light. um, It depends on where you're at. As you come into our calls more often, you tune in to these energies better for most people. And one of the main sources we talk to has identified itself as the Council of Elohim. And you don't have to believe this. 
I didn't believe it. I said, when they started talking to me 20 years ago, I said, if this is true, it'll have to prove itself to me. But they just kept answering questions, and then they just demonstrated not only the ability to answer questions, but to project energy that people could feel. And, and, and there were so many instances of this. Not only are people feeling energy, but people would take my picture and there would be pink light around it. They shouldn't have been there. And they said that was them, that when their energy interfaces with our realm, it produces a pink light. So we do an invocation to help bring them in and to create protection from any negative interference, which happens for many people who channel. Many people can have a positive source, and then suddenly a negative source takes over, and it sounds like the positive source, and you don't know what happened. Now, to the best of my discernment, that doesn't happen in what we do here, and we don't charge for it. We're not trying to get you to come back all the time and get more readings. We do this at no charge every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. So get relaxed, feel the energy, and listen to how they answer the questions that people have submitted. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here. Any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection. That's of all of us here on the line, all of you on BBS that would like to have that experience, and the sources that we've been engaged with for 20 years. A group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes. Uh, this is the Ba'an. We are an aspect of the Elohim group on the Wagu, and we come together. Uh, we aren't a fixed group. We come together as needed. So if a particular um, type of a reading is uh, needed, then uh, we can refer to that particular aspect of us 
to come through. If we ever see anything that doesn't make total sense, disregard it, as it is not meant for you at that time. Maybe some later time it would make sense. So you better take it under submission. Um, we welcome each and every other, every person on the call, and we delight in connecting with those that wish to be connected with you of questions. Yes, May I make you do. a comment before you begin? Who is that? Yes. This is Juliet. I just wanted oh, Juliet. to make a comment. Yeah. Um, when the sources said that to help Terry's uh, cough, you needed clean, clean, clean. I believe they were referring to more than just cleaning the air, but cleaning all the surfaces, the upholstery, the floor, the walls, the bathroom, etc., as being an aid to helping relieve and restore your health. I agree. We've actually started on that, okay? But let, let me tell Good. you, Julia, it would have been better to submit that as a question rather than interrupt at that point because if everyone oh, no, thinks it's okay. Oh, I'm, inter- I'm sorry. It's just that. You know, if everyone thinks we have the ability for people to interrupt, and if people think that's okay, we'll start having chaos. Okay, okay I apologize. But, I, but thank sorry. you for caring. Thank you for caring and clarification. Well, thank you, thank you for that, and, and that's what I've been getting to, and this is Terry. Good, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Let's see here. For the first question, we have kind of an esoteric question from Don Herman. Could the sources clarify the difference between such terms as human not not the word human, but these are all referring to humans. Soul, higher self, higher mind, etc. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Human is the body and the person all working together to create uh, the person in the Third density um, realm, in, in the physical realm. The soul is a matrix that guides the human, and after the human body dies, then the soul uh, reverts to take the control and the um, mastership of the future. The higher self is a aspect of the human and, and the soul working together to come in and provide 
higher information where needed to um, supplement the guidance for the individual to bring in through to the best result. The higher mind this we would look at as being the mind of the higher self. Thank you. And when you said the higher self brings in information, okay, does that mean the conscious mind? Guidance. Does that guidance come to the conscious self as intuitive flashes, or how does it? How is it accessed by the human? The human can get intuitions and uh, flashes of oh, you know, this would be the best way to progress. Um, don't worry, uh, everything's under control. Uh, everything is going to be all right. It, it's just what guidance is needed by the mm-hmm. body complex and, and the soul and the being all working together. Okay. Now, we have three questions from Edna, And it kind of um, connects with Don's questions, and it leads me to want to ask some questions, okay? So okay. the first question is, it seems to me that my transition of my body to the fourth density will only be possible once I have died in the third density. Is this the case? We look at this. We see that you are a higher density being, and that uh, so you are speaking not of your beingness, but you're speaking of your body. We see certain things are uh, strapping your body into certain ways of being. We don't wish to give you uh, the guidance that it would be impossible to move into a fourth density body here. Okay. And the next question from Edna is... The 
if I need to die and exit this body first in order to appear in the fourth density, and I am right now on transition, would it mean that I am about to leave this third density? We don't see these strong guidelines, these strong strapping um, barriers to jumping over to something else. We don't see that. Mm -hmm. And the last question is, would it be possible to move my body back and forth from the third to the fourth density while existing here on Earth? We would say, and you could start in your dream state to get the feel of it. Yes. Okay, now I, I had some questions that I wanted to ask. And it seems like people are trying to we have a third density experience where we have a consciousness and an awareness of things in the third density. And everybody in third density has that. And when you go into fourth density, it doesn't mean you have to leave third density. And the relationship with fourth density is seems to me that you start connecting with your intuitive part and you can sense things that you couldn't normally sense uh, right. with your third density mind. But you're still in the third density. And, you know... I think people look at it like, okay, I'm now transitioned to fourth density. It's like I have a whole new set of things in my conscious mind, and it's different than third density. And my experience is it seems like you don't have to lose your third density experience and you have to develop your intuitive aspect. And also, you have to ground your third density experience so you're not left kind of, oh, what's the word? Um, feeling empty here, okay? In other words, you can feel empty. You can feel like I'm not in love. I don't have someone to love. I'm not making enough money. Uh, and, and it fills you with unhappiness, which then kind of blocks the into, into intuitive aspect of connecting with the higher aspects of yourself. And in some way or another, you you have to fulfill the things in 
third density that you're hungry to fulfill, or you have to let them go completely to be able to let your intuitions. If you notice, something about intuitions is sometimes it's like you're sitting there daydreaming and suddenly a thought comes into your mind. And you say, that's it. And and another thought. And you start getting the information from the higher density. And maybe it's from your higher self while you're still here. And you don't have to, like, like, it's not like getting into one of those transporters in Star Trek, Star Trek, where you're suddenly ending up in fourth density. And am I, am I accurate here in the way I'm presenting this? You have this? a very good grasp of how this works, where you um, start to build your connections with fourth density while you're here in the third density. The more connections you can build in the fourth density um, area, the more you will feel at home in fourth density and the faster you will arrive. Mm-hmm. And that you can build fourth density relationships with other people when you have a little bit of um, understanding how it works. And that's the way, that's the way you get to hold fourth density in a more solid way in third density by the fourth density relationships you build. And they would be very loving relationships, you know? Because, you know, I hear people coming to our calls sometimes say, I think I'm in fourth density now, or I'm in fifth density. And, you know, it's kind of like they take it like a status symbol of some sort, you know? And I don't think they're getting it right, but, you know. You may comment on that? Well... If they have the feeling of being in fourth density, and, and they can be excited about it, and, but um, keep building and not trying uh, to make a tower of it, just uh, connecting here and connecting there and building a network in the fourth density area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like when you look away and just immerse yourself in the here and now and the experiences of the here and now. And... uh you start opening up to your intuitions. And sometimes people can have, this is me me speculating here, so I'll ask you to confirm it. Sometimes people can have had a, touched into fourth density or even higher, but they have some kind of leftover 
karmic pattern that they have not fulfilled in third density. And, you know, in the past week we have been reading and looking at the raw channeling and the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, where they said something like, uh, don't think the things that happen are random, that if somebody ends up in your life that um, provokes a certain pattern in you, that maybe you don't like that pattern, that it was part of something to go through to free yourself from the pattern. And if you avoid the pattern, you could end up being trapped into this realm, even when you had uh, a connection with fourth density. Does the Rod Roop know what I'm referring to in healing the original wound? Yes. The, um... One of the things in healing the original wound is the isolation and uh, the disconnection one feels, although it isn't possible to disconnect from um, the one infant creator, but they are trying to put it there and they feel it is there. So they are uh, trapping themselves in, in a yeah. fault condition. Yes. I mean, the connection with the one infinite creator is so present that you can miss it. (laughs) And you see all the shadows around it. And if you can penetrate through the shadows, you can make the connection. I don't know. Did uh-huh. that sound right? Yes? Yes. Okay. We did see for Edna to um, ask for uh, guidance in her dream state on uh, experiencing some experiences in fourth density while in dream state. Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, you know, just recently, there's there's been periods where I got a lot of messages in my dream state, and I believed, especially in the first six months, when um, I asked the question, where I said, I know I exist in higher dimensions. I know I've had all these synchronicities. Uh, Is there a way that you can recommend that I can connect with the higher dimensions that I know I exist in? And the answer was, um, and this was through, through Daphne, they said, write your dreams down. 
And that night, I said, okay, I put a pad in my hand, <laughs> a pen, and I left a little light on and I went to sleep. And then I kept waking up, and it was like I was daydreaming, but I would write down whatever was in my mind. And in the morning, when I looked at that pad, I was totally astounded because it was as if someone was talking to me and giving me guidance. And, uh, and, and recently, <laughs> I wasn't trying too hard, but we, we were going through something, and Terry and I, and we had kind of made a big breakthrough in understanding. And then in the middle of that, I, I heard this message. It's like, let's see, Terry knows what the message was. I, I said it. There, there will be bumps in the road. There will be bumps in the road. And it was like one of those things that uh, it's okay that there's bumps in the road and just go through it, okay? And um, and if I may ask, was that coming from the rod rope? Yes. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for all the messages you've given me. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of like standing on the edge of third and fourth density. And you look this way, you're looking at third density. You look that way, you're looking at fourth density. And, um, and it's not bad to look at third density. It's like you're in third density. You have to look at third density, Okay. And um, and when you graduate this realm, a lot of people that were in fourth density come back in this realm to help here, and and they have to like figure out how to negotiate being on the edge of third density and fourth density right. and do the highest service, you know, which can be a challenge. Next question. This is from Ken near Toronto, I believe. Is there a way of mixing a mineral or energy to stop the radiation from nuclear waste from power plants? If you replace the electron beams that have been stripped from the nuclear material, the material will adjust And not be radioactive. 
course, the question is, how do you strip it? How do you strip the bands? Well, you strip the bands by bombarding them. Well, if you take the nuclear material and you put it in a container with the nuclear, the, the uh, electrons that have been stripped, you put it back, then the nuclear material will stop trying to steal the nuclear, the, the um, electrons from anything it can touch. Thank you. Are there people that know how to do this now and can do this? Some people have been experimenting with it. We uh, do not wish to go into who and where. Okay. All right. Question from Jyoti. And as as people on the call probably know who are regulars, Jyoti is someone that has extremely difficult issues with, I don't know if we call them negative attacks of beings in other dimensions that hassle her, of uh, ETs that are able to access her, and, uh, and she has really been working and asking questions on how to get out of that influence. And so she's asked for more questions today, and I'm going to ask them. Do I have a portal or hole that I have any control over that makes me vulnerable to interference? Uh, Yes, you do. Uh, In the past, you have opened portals. Uh, in an attempt to connect in other realms and connect in other ways and learn more. And uh, you have opened up uh, some uh, difficult connections. Uh, You can close the portal. You can um, picture the weakness uh, vulnerability uh, disappearing, dissipating. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, I, I, I make a little footnote here. For people that are really ambitious, that want to have phenomena and connection in other realms, that kind of ambition has the potential to bring in a negative source. Am I correct in that? Yes, it does. That is correct. So, yes. And you also, when you work in the inner realms, uh, which deal with TV so that you do, uh, that opens you up to um, negative influences that are operating in the inner realms. And they do not have the same code of ethics uh, as those outside. So when you're sitting around saying, give me some phenomena, give me some phenomena, talk to me, it may not be a good thing to do. And let it go. You may bring in a negative source. Yes. Okay, next question from Jyoti. Is there still any influence from my grandfather still influencing or interfering with me? Mm. Give us a moment. Yes, we feel that there is still influence from your grandfather. Mm-hmm. And, if uh, you get the um, get the resonance of your grandfather and ask him to uh, stop. Okay. So this influence is not necessarily a positive influence. Oh, I'm asking that, so uh, just leave it stand, okay? Next right. question. Is the targeting from directed energy weapons and the synthetic entity entangled in the separate issues? Would you read it one more time? Okay. Now, let me just say that she's saying these things as if they're true, but she believes they're true, and maybe they're not. So if there's another way of understanding it, then I'm sure it's okay for you to say it. Is the yeah, in fact, if you, if, uh, when you run a new question, even if it's the same uh, one from, uh, even if it's from GLT, um, could you... Please indicate this is a question from Jody, uh, because uh, when you say, okay, this is a question, um, then we're kind of searching for whose question is it. So if you could indicate each time. Okay, yeah, this, this, is, from, is. this is from Jody. These are three questions from Jody. Is the targeting from directed energy weapons? And the synthetic entity entangled in the separate issues. Yes. Yes. And I would just like to ask the question 
Uh, and it's a general question here. What happens when a directed energy weapon is is focused on a person? It depends upon the purpose of the directed energy uh, weapon. Uh, it could be anything from trying to uh, wipe the person out to stop the person uh, to uh, bring back information about the person. Um, there are um, there's satellite targeting. Um, Which are okay. to bring energy in. And, 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 and the next question is, what is a synthetic entity? She uses that terminology, and I assume she means it's an entity without a soul of some sort. I don't know. Um, AI entity of some sort? Uh, uh, it can you know, be an AI entity. Uh, that is uh, gathered together out of various materials, uh, out of even fragments, sulfur fragments, and are um, uh, seeking what kind of influence they can create. Mm hmm And that means some is some organic entity controlling the synthetic entity normally? Not necessarily. Okay. And the next question is from Dharmananda, okay? And his question is, oh, wait. We have a question from Bonnie. Let me ask Bonnie's question, and then we'll do Dharma on this question. I have been asking for a balance of energies on the whole planet healing call. A ba balance of energies in all the right places, in all the right measures, is it sufficient to ask in these generic way, this generic way, or would it be better to direct our intention to more specific areas or locations or types of energies? Can you suggest how we can word this request for the greatest good? And thank you. If you start out big with the broad balancing of all energies uh, in your life cycle, in your a uh, larger world, uh, in uh, your local area, uh, start out with uh, balancing and uh, and see what comes up about minor adjustments. Thank you. And this is from Dharmananda. Right now, I am in terrible pain, neck, shoulders, 
don't like pain pills because the pain seems worse after they wear off. Can you do anything else to help me get out of pain? And if you don't mind, I'm just going to ask, tag on to that or add any other suggestion of how to deal with this. Thank you. We noted that um, the the, uh, testimonials concerning the product people have mentioned have had some success. So you might try that and we will add comfort, ease, and compatibility uh, between areas in your joints with each other. You know, sometimes energy healing can help get rid of pain because energy is withdrawn from an area of the body and it stops it from working. Could that be the case with Dharmananda? The energy is withdrawn? Yeah. In other words, if a healer can project energy into your body which is a fairly common thing with healers, can they help release the kind of pain that Dharmananda goes through? There are many types of healers. Um, Sometimes uh, if you have a pain a healer can simply surround the pain and withdraw it from the body, which will eliminate the pain. Okay. But you'd have to find the right person that could do that, I would assume. Right. Okay. Well, those are our questions for tonight. Do you have any comments before... We move on to Coal Planet Healing. Thank you. We take a survey of our crew here. We don't just um, answer questions. We continue working in areas um, And we appreciate any follow-up that people have after they ask the question. We appreciate any comments on changes, uh, any uh, thoughts that they might have. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you. 
In other words, if something helps someone, send me an email. And if you've had success with being helped, and, and I have had many emails that I didn't ask about, but if you've had some success, I will read all those emails to our sources because... Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, because we don't just um, work with uh, someone in in the blue. We, we do follow up and we appreciate further contact about it. And when somebody responds that way, it's the beginning of an ongoing connection, I, I would guess. Okay? Yes. Of sorts. Even, even and can if, give us further guidance on how to help yeah. the person. Yes. Uh, you know, when we first started, I just assumed the Elohim knew everything, and they knew how people would respond. And, you know... They're in another dimension. The raw group is closer in to understanding human nature than the Elohim group because the raw group had bodies in this realm on Venus a long time ago, and they graduated, and they teamed up on the other side to create a group energy dedicated to helping people who were still stuck in this realm. And we're working with both groups. And that's why uh, the rock group sometimes has certain wisdoms of what it's like to be in this realm and all the dilemmas that come from being in this realm because they've been here and done it. And did I express that accurately? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's an amazing resource. Plus, the Elohim probably has more ability to work with you in an energy exchange kind of way. Or even work... Many people have had what looks like miracles as a result of our work. And and I'm not going to document them here, but, you know, uh, (laughs) that when, particularly the people that are volunteering to do something, end up being watched more closely because you're paying, like on Whole Planet Healing, we have five people. I think, that are volunteers and helping to do all the parts of that call. And, I mean, I can't help but notice that they seem to have more results or or manifestations of a connection. And, uh, and and, 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 And other people who have made a big connection with our sources, an energetic connection, like a Alan Ferguson, for example, seems to have a lot of results when he puts people in the light because he really cares. And uh, 
every person is developing a, their own unique connection. This is not a cult. You don't have to believe anything. This is an opportunity to access some of the intelligence in the highest of realms and make a connection with them if you if you want that. So in any case, is that accurate what I just said? We, uh, Terry is shading out at this point. Okay, we're going to, if you're on BBS radio, we are immediately moving into whole planet healing. And if you like the energy you felt on this call, don't touch the dial. Just come stay on it, and you'll see a totally different way that we spend an hour in uplifting the vibration of the planet and people on the call. And it's very unique. It's very unique to be having this connection and putting it on in a public way and that anyone that comes in can uh, partake of it if they want to. Draw their own conclusions. You don't have to believe anything. And we have a website called... What's it called now? It's called thespiritchannel.net. Thespiritchannel.net. Where we have 2,000 of our conversations posted. We've had 175,000 hits. And it's a great way to learn more about what we're doing. And we have covered so many subjects of, in such a wide range. You can't go wrong. Trust yourself and pick pick a Wednesday call or a Sunday call, and you'll see they're 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 posted by date, starting in 2010, I think 2009, 2010, and it's an amazing resource. Plus, when you play the calls, you get the same energy as when you listen live. At least that's what they say. And we got to go. So um, we're closing up this call. And Unmuted. Thank you, Wes. Yep, happy to You're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good night, everybody. Thank you all who ask questions. And don't this move. This session is no longer being recorded. Thank you. Goodbye. Been known to happen. All right, you're back on BBS Radio. Hello. Welcome on BBS Radio. Welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, this is Terry and Scum. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Jim. Hi, Terry. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hello. Anybody else? Welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name and location? 
Uh, Don in it's Northern Ohio. Mystery caller. Hello, Don. Hi, Don. Hi, Don. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie from Ohio. Hey, Shirley. Hi. Hi, Shirley. 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 Hi, healings, 
when something happens that shouldn't have happened that looks like a miracle. And, and there's definitely an ongoing log of some minor things and huge amazing things. Like one time when it seemed as if we had stopped a hurricane that was barreling down on New Orleans. And so after watching this phenomena for years, I said, you know, we need help on our planet. And I started doing this call, and I didn't really know how to do it. And it's kind of taken on its own form. But I started doing this call a few years ago, and it's about the, the main intent of this call is to create shifts so there's more positive outcomes on our planet. And also to lift our own vibrations so that we can access our own higher dimensions. And please stay on the call to the end because there's a special moment at the end where we bring the energies in particularly to uplift the vibration of the people on the calls. And um, Jackie in Julian, California, is we go through a few different sections of this call, and she's going to navigate it and introduce the different people who are doing their little their little pieces of it. And everyone on this call is a volunteer, okay, in service. And I turn it over to Jackie. Thank you so much, Wynn. That was a great introduction to this call. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, the work we did with Hurricane Gustav because that was one of the most impactful um, calls <laughs> that really affected me. Uh, it was really an amazing call. Now, I just want to welcome everyone to the Whole Planet Healing Conference call, and including our BBS radio family of listeners. And we see the Whole Planet Healing call as an opportunity to be of service every evening. And it's so valuable to have you all here tonight because there is strength in numbers when doing this positive work. So get comfortable push aside any distractions, and let's get started by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who recites our invocation requesting energetic protection for ourselves and our efforts tonight. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating 
from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our soul. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must be now. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you, Cecil. At the beginning of this Whole Planet Healing Call, every evening, both Winfrey and Terry Brown join us, and we get to hear whatever's on their mind for the day. So welcome back, Win and Terry. Thank you. You know, just finishing that thing about Hurricane Gustav, since I brought it up. This was one of our Sunday calls where Hurricane Gustav was predicted to demolish New Orleans by all the news in a similar manner to Hurricane Katrina, which was, I think, a year or two previous. And you probably remember (laughs) New Orleans was toast. And we brought it up, and a very unusual thing happened. They started, Terry came in, and it wasn't a call where we had an official channeling scheduled. But she said they want to say something. And then for 10 or 15 minutes, they were going through, they were talking to the hurricane. And what was very interesting, which was so clear to me, for the first time, I think, when that happened, is that everything has a consciousness. And they don't violate or push anything by force to make it do something. And they were convincing Hurricane Gustav, the consciousness of that hurricane, that it would be a really good thing to cut your power down Look at all those people praying, and you'll make them happy. And I'm sitting there listening and saying, what's going on here? And it was kind of a dialogue going on for about 10 minutes. And finally, they said, Hurricane Gustav has agreed uh, to let us move some of its power to Mount Shasta and Sedona. And we had people on the line from Mount Shasta and Sedona, me and Terry. And so they were using us being in these, both cities with a lot of mountains and hills to move the energy of the hurricane. And then they said the hurricane 
Gustav agreed and it wasn't going to be a problem. And I remember thinking, there goes my credibility. This can't be real. And I went on the internet right afterwards and everything on the internet was saying, uh, Hurricane Gustav is supposed to increase in energy, but it's mysteriously dropped in energy. And um, by the time it hit New Orleans, it was a tropical storm. And I was amazed. Okay. And I turn it over to Terry, who brought through that amazing channeling. Yeah, you know, one of the amazing things about it was that um, they couldn't have done it uh, without all those people along the shore praying. And we, it's like as me and um, Jolene and um, the hurricane, as, as we looked along the shore, they said, can you see those lights? And the lights were people praying. And so as they prayed, they really uh, put out a lot of light. And it was visible to the hurricane and, and to Elohim and, and, and me. And could just look along the shore and see these lights of people praying. And that's what allowed the... Uh, convincing of the hurricane that all those people praying and asking they'd make a, the hurricane make them really happy if they cut their power. I'll just, add, I'll just add one yeah. comment. I, I asked them after that, can you stop a nuclear weapon from going off? And they said, if enough people ask. So <laughs> that's why we do whole planet healing. And back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Terry and Wynn. And you stole the words out of my mouth, Wynn. Yes, this is exactly why we do the whole planet healing. And uh, those lights uh, are the people praying on the shore that showed up like lights. Um, to the hurricane and to the Elohim. Um, that's what we look like when we have a high intent and are asking for their assistance. And this is also why we need all of you here to help us out and give our effort strength every evening. Now, next on our call, by the way, we have Bonnie from Corona, California, and she is familiar with the channeled messages that are archived on the spiritchannel.net, and we have the benefit of hearing one of these messages or something from a compatible resource read to us every evening. So, Bonnie, what do you have for us tonight? Hi, thank you. Okay, we are just we're going to continue with this call that we read from last night. And this took place on January 19, 2011. And this was a Wednesday night question and answer call. And so we heard a greeting from Ra'an through Terry. And then Wynn is asking questions that people have submitted. 
And so here Wynn is asking a question for somebody, and he says that this person is saying that the Earth's moon originally broke off from this planet. And first of all, they are making an assumption there. I And this is when saying, I know there are a lot of other ideas of where the moon comes from. And now the questioner goes on to say, is the moon a living being such as Earth? And when states, my comment on this is that the moon in Egyptian times, well, there was a religious cult around the moon called the Amon Priesthood. And I know there was another religious group around the sun called the Atens. And there is also the idea that the moon is an artificial satellite moved into place millions of years ago. So, does the moon have a consciousness the same as Earth has a consciousness? And Ra'an, through Terry, gives us some information. Yes, the moon does have a consciousness. And we would say the word individuals, and by this, we do not mean humans. We mean rocks and moisture and gravel dirt. And we look at the moon and we see a coarse material and a sort of a dust. And this is a low level of consciousness. And it can be connected with and communicated with at its lower frequency. And it responds wonderfully when we send this connection to the moon. The moon is peaking in the window as it is a full moon over Sedona at this time. It has been modified by the sun and dried by the sun, and the dust has dried and graded, and the atmosphere is dark. The sun is shining on the side of the surface and is reflecting the light off of the landscape of the moon, and the whole moon, as we encompass it, with an expression of greeting, feels joy and comfort. You asked concerning the history of the moon. There was a period of time in the solar system where there was a great upheaval, and we see large bodies moving at random areas, and we see one of them being captured by the Earth's orbit and moving in towards the Earth and moving back out and gradually stabilizing in its orbit around the Earth. We see other bodies moving around other planets and establishing themselves as moons around those planets. This is what we see. 
And I thought that was fun and interesting. We don't always attribute consciousness to the planets in the in the solar system, but we've learned that everything has consciousness. So back to you, Jackie. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Well, next on our call, we are going to join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And Jennifer researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet. And we do this because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these current events. And they've also advised us that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the energy of calmness. So let's join Jennifer as she guides us to each area of activity and let's radiate that calming frequency to all areas of concern. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. As we begin our journey, I would like to invite our sources to travel with us, and I would like to invite the spirit of Mother Earth to journey with us to increase our intent for calm. The first place we're going to stop is Hawaii, and Hawaii had a good day today. Um, 3.1 was the largest, and we had the usual swarming around Pahala, and that's where the rift zone is. And then over by Kilauea, we had a couple of just low level in the two range. And then a little bit further east from there, um, down at Leilani Estates in that area at the southern, southern eastern side of the island. We had a couple of small events there. So let's just take a quick moment and send calm down. Actually, this activity that we had today is quite normal. And expected, and it may be even a good thing because it does. This is where the lava is moving through. And let's then calm down to what we can't see the undersea volcanoes, fractures, fault lines, the hot spot in that region. And now we're going to quickly head down to. Um, the New Zealand area, and it's the strangest thing, but the area that causes the most upheaval has gone dead silent. <laughs> Kermit Dick Trench today um, didn't have any activity. I mean, everything was under, I don't look at under four, um, except in America. And then we're going to actually start in Papua New Guinea, and if you know where that is, it's north of Australia. We had a 4.7 there moving west to the Indonesian Crescent. We had all sorts of fours. <clears throat> now we're going to move north um, to the Philippines. We had a 4.6. And then east of that region are the Mariana Islands. And today we had a 5.4 and also a 5.0 there. And this particular uh, fault runs right up through Japan, and it did today. They had a 5.6 in Japan, and others, of course. And then we're going to move up to Alaska, up to the Aleutian Islands, um, out on Rat Island, which is one of the further out um, on the uh, the chain there. We had a 5.8. And then moving across 
you look at the mainland, the largest there was a two two point something there. Two point oh wait, there's a new one, three point two. <laughs> so okay, so Alaska did very well today. Let's send additional calming, especially to the Aleutians and the trench. Because these large ones that are the large events that are happening uh, will make their way around, of course. And then we're going to move down through Canada. Nothing reported. Let's just send our calm down into Washington. Now, Washington today was interesting. Um, there were several very small earthquakes in and around the Seattle area. Um, it, it was a very odd day there. <laughs> and the area also, I hope I'm saying it correctly, had a 2.2 and also another small one. Now, this area yesterday, um, there were several activities there. So it seems to have calmed a little. So let's just send additional calm to the entire area of Seattle all the way up to Canada, because it was out into the Juan de Fuca, too. And these are very small. They're in the ones, but nevertheless, that shows you how much pressure there is. And then we did have a couple of activities around Mount Rainier. Just low levels, but it's rumbling today, so let's send calm. And then moving down through Oregon, nothing reported. Down into California where we did have a 2.5 offshore. And then down through the state itself, we had the uh, geysers area, always busy. We just send calm to keep it low level. And then all the way down the San Andreas Fault, which has been very quiet lately. And then down to Southern California. And the largest actually... Um, <sighs> in Southern California. The largest was Borrego Springs, and that's, that was a 2.0. So the state did quite well today, um, but I do want us to send additional calm to Ridgecrest area and north of that, Long Valley. And before we leave the U.S., I do want to mention uh, our areas that are always rumbling, and that's Idaho and West Yellowstone. West Yellowstone has a swarm that went on today, there were 13 small earthquakes. 2.0 was the largest, and everything else was ones. And this would be almost over into Idaho, right? Almost on the line there, the Madison Plateau. It's west of Yellowstone Lake. And then down around Jackson, there were a couple small occurrences. And then we're going to move straight down into Mexico. We did have 4.5 was the largest, but there were all sorts of fours. And then down um, offshore, offshore of Mexico, we have um, a 4.3 and a 4.7. Now, this is just off um, Panama in that region. And then going down through um, Central America, I skipped over 4.2 at Costa Rica and two fours on land in Panama. And then moving down into Peru, we had a 4.0, 4.7 in Chile. And once again, out in the sea, we had a 5.1 and a 5.3. Now, this is in the south 
East Pacific Rise. So it's in the South Pacific Ocean um, between South America and um, Antarctica. So it's pretty far south. Now we're going to round the southern tip of South America and head eastward to the South Sandwich Islands. We have 5.5. We're going to travel up the Mid-Atlantic Ridge and stop at the Azores, where we did have rumbling activity. Um, They were in freeze, but this position where this sits is at the corner of the Mid-Atlantic Ridge and also another fault that travels into the Mediterranean. So then we're going to move across Europe, which was very low level today, twos and less, until we got to Romania and Greece. They had threes. And then Iran had a 4.0, and Afghanistan had a 4.7. And that was all the activity today. That brings us back out to the Ring of Fire. And I'd just like to thank you all for participating, and I'll send you back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, as you might imagine, we are also very concerned about many other situations occurring in our world. So in just a few moments, Wynn will be taking us on his guided visualization where he will direct our attention to many of the other issues that need our focus. But first, the phone lines are being unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you're listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. And I just would like to thank you all for your contributions and your service tonight. Unmuted. Love and light and hope and laughter for the children of the world. I'd also like to ask for rain for the Western United States and a balance of energies in all the right places, in all the right measures. Thank you. This is Kathleen in Bloomfield, Vermont, and I would like to ask to be to put in the light our political situations that Americans are being so deeply divided by, and I just ask for balance in that regard and for people to lose their staunchness and their rigidity and soften and find that small, still small voice in their hearts that says, let's commune together, let's join hands and work through our issues and find ways to elect governing officials who have integrity and all the things that Wynn mentions in his beautiful um, visualization at the end. It's just heart-wrenching to have to witness it, and I try to avoid it, but I just ask that this be put into the light and love for the highest good of all. Thank you all so much. Much love. This is Morning Sky in Ashland, Oregon. I would like to put myself in the light for critical thinking financially. I'm having a very difficult time with finances, and I am not making decisions 
that really are worthwhile that I should be making. Please put me in the light so that I get more intelligent and make more productive decisions and actions as far as financial. Thank you very much. Tom, Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, and for the movie 2000 Mule. Thank you. Oh, this Tom. is Jeannie in Sidney I'd like to share a quote again. It goes like this. When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. Who said this? Thomas Jefferson. It was pertinent during the birth of this nation, and it's pertinent for the entire planet at this time. I ask the Elohim to help us all awaken to the importance of protecting and preserving freedom. Understanding that we were gifted free will by none other than the one infinite creator, and no one has the right to override it. I ask that humans all over the planet be awakened to this duty to preserve and protect our freedom and encourage to act accordingly. Thank you. This is John. Uh, I'd like to ask that Lake Mead would receive a steady rain of our persistent rain for as long as it takes to refill the entire lake because the entire lake's virtually completely dry right now. Uh-huh. And it not only serves Las Vegas, but it serves uh, mu- much of southern Nevada. So it's at reaching very critical levels right now, and I fully uh-huh. ask that it be completely refilled. Thank you. Bye. Anyone else before Jennifer does the healing list? This is Cecil. This is Cecil. Hello? Yes, go ahead, Cecil. Yeah, I didn't know if I was muted. Um, I'd like to put my daughter, Jill, in the light. I think she's on the line tonight. Um, She needs a lot of help with um, with her health. And uh, she's come down to something that uh, may be another uh, another batch of COVID, mm-hmm. and uh, she needs help with her with her eyes healing, uh, so mm-hmm. she can see and and, um, and keep a job. And uh, I need I need help myself. So I thank you very much for all the help that you've given us before. And I thank you. Amen. Blessings. Yeah, blessings to you, Jill. So, Jennifer, and my field. Okay. Thank you, guys. Um, I'd like to put everybody on this call onto the healing list, whatever your individual need might be. The Elohim is there to help us. You just need to reach out and ask because they don't come to us to try to change our minds about anything. Um, I do want to make mention of our friend Cecil um, and his wife, Betty. They need our prayers and our love light. 
And I might, might as well throw Jill in there, too. I didn't realize she was ill again. We send you love like Jill that you get better soon. And our friend Lauren in Washington and Joe T. And Tom and San Jose and Jackie and Julian. Please, everyone, send Jackie healing energies. And Antonio Jr., Sr., and Abby. Maxalina in Ohio. Morning Sky in Oregon. We send you all of our love light in the sky. And Kathleen from Vermont, who is healing nicely. I want to continue that and send her healing energies. And Terry and Wynn, of course. We send Terry lots of healing energies, and we're happy that she's feeling much better. And we continue to send her healing and also to win that he can maintain his energy to do this work and take care of Terry. And I would like to express my gratitude to our sources and say thank you. Thank you. Muted. Hi, this is Wynn in Sedona. And we close this call with a scan of our planet where we go through a quick overview of many things that we would like to see positive outcomes for. You know, there's no guarantee on outcomes. And one of the things that makes a big difference is the collective consciousness of humanity. And the Elohim looks at us as one being and everybody added together. And they evaluate this is what they've explained, what they can do to assist based on how the one being that we all are part of, and we're talking about now the group consciousness, or sometimes called the collective consciousness, um, is leaning towards. And so we are going to work on that group consciousness for the most positive outcomes in this next period of time where we have the most volatile potentials, both positive and negative ever existed on planet Earth. So we start out by surrounding our planet with our group energy, which includes however many of the Elohim and however many of the Ra group are adding to this. And we're going to act as repeater stations repeating the energies 
of the highest realms, sometimes called love-light energy, sometimes called the quantum field. We're going to project this energy to the surface of our planet, every square foot of it, asking it to uplift the vibration of the planet. And we start out focusing on some specific focal points with the humans who are service to others, predominantly service to others, who are trying to make a difference, who are making a difference, who are inventing things, who are supporting charitable work, and even just holding a positive energy that uplifts the people around them. We go to the children and the young people who are most sensitive to this energy. Many of them are quite advanced. They, they were, as they were coming in, they were called indigo children and then crystal children. But once they're here, they don't know that. They don't even know they're advanced. And we ask that as they get older, they develop wisdom and discernment and can see what's going on on our planet and learn how to apply their energies to the most positive shifts possible. Then we go to the animals of our planet and the pets. And the pets who help keep their owners' hearts open and actually help them activate their DNA. And we send this love light energy to all of that. We go to the plant life on our planet from trees to bushes to grass and everything in between. And plants can receive this energy from the higher realms and move it through their plant bodies and their roots into the earth. And I'm sure that many of you have had the experience of being in a bed of flowers and feeling this sense of awe and or hugged a tree. So we focus this energy on all the plant life on our entire planet to help hold these higher vibrations. And we go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals. And yes, rocks can hold this energy. They're very stable, very strong matrices. And if you ever uh, 
stands on the top of a mountain, you might have felt the energy underneath you of that mountain. And we just send this energy to rocks, minerals, and crystals for increased absorption and holding it for the rest of the planet. We go to the insects and the species that are part of the balance of nature, like the bees. And we send this energy for the support of those species that they can continue function, that they cannot go, they won't go extinct and do what they need to do to keep life supported. We go to the fish and the sea life and special attention to the dolphins and whales who radiate huge energy fields that help keep the grid lines of the earth functional. We now go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth. And the earth has a huge energy field that encompasses the entire interior and penetrates through the surface. So the earth holds the energy for every single life form and more on our planet and has to process a huge amount of energy and negativity, particularly from humans. And we send now healing energy to the earth and gratitude for what she does in giving us this opportunity to have physical bodies on her surface. We go to the energy waves that travel through the Earth that terminate in potential earthquakes and volcanoes. And we send the energy of calm. We go to the surface of the Earth. And Jennifer worked on the earthquakes and volcanoes in the last 24 hours we are going to work on the potential earthquakes and volcanoes that might occur in some future time. We go to the earthquake zones, the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, and it is the most volatile of all the earthquake zones and we send a column of light down that covers this entire area, which goes from Asia and Australia across the Pacific to North America, Central America, and South America, and all the vulnerable islands in the Pacific, and we send 
calm energy. We go to the New Madrid Fault Line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We put a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating through the ground and bringing calm energy to all vulnerable areas. You may have never seen this, but at one point, there was a, a, a map of a potential future Earth that was being distributed that showed the Great Lakes emptying into the Gulf of Mexico. And that's what would happen if the New Madrid area takes off. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, which stretches from the North Pole through Iceland and down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean as far south as the tip of South America. We put a longitudinal column of light along that entire vaulted area, penetrating through the water and through the land underneath the water, and we send calm energy. And there are many other places on our planet off of these three major zones that also are vulnerable to potential earthquakes and volcanoes. We ask our sources to help us send, to help locate and help us send calm energy to all of those locations. And any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the Earth is releasing stress can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other points of potential negative outcomes and work with them. Start out with the coronavirus, its mutations, and any other contagious pathogens. And we ask that they be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and they ask that they be strengthened. And we go to the toxins and vaccines and ask that they can be transmuted. We go to the plans and the plots of what's called the negative elite that are not for the highest good of all concerned and are already creating a lot of negative outcomes on our planet. And without dishonoring free will, we ask whatever means can be done to help turn these around and change 
their outcomes and that more people become aware of what's going on and don't just believe the media and the news, which is not accurate. We go to the people that suffer and we send the Christ energy so they have a handhold to lift themselves above their suffering. We go to droughts and we ask for rain in all those areas where there's rain. And John had mentioned um, Lake Mead in Las Vegas, which is the biggest reservoir in the country which has been running dry and we ask for rain there. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership that help people feel safe and we ask for those countries and groups that are adversarial with each other can settle their differences Nonviolently. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. And we ask for the transmutation of toxic materials on our planet radioactivity, chemtrails. And radio frequencies and microwaves and Wi-Fi and nanobots, anything in food, air, water, or medicine. And now we bring this energy to ourselves. We've got to do this really fast because we're on BBS and so we got to finish in a minute. So... Um, we see the energy of love light traveling through the galaxies and through the solar system to the outer energy fields of planet Earth and landing on our rooftop. And if we're comfortable, we can invite this energy into our home and ask to lift the vibration of everything in our home and transmute any negativity. We invite this energy through our bodies and ask it to open up our chakras, break down obstacles, and we remind each of you that you're an aspect of the one infinite creator temporarily experiencing these physical bodies on planet Earth. We're going to end the verbal part of this call. If you're on our conference line, uh, you can stay on it and we'll leave the lines open. If you're on BBS, we wish you good night. And just letting you know, you can find a lot more information and the phone number for all of our conference calls on www.thespiritchannel.com thespiritchannel.net. We thank you all for being here, and we'll see you next time.
This session is no longer being recorded.